Hello and good morning, evening or afternoon, um, depending on when you are tuning into this latest Susty Talk from Edie. If you're new here, our Susty Talks are our series of one-on-one -on -one interviews with sustainability leaders from across the world that we launched at the very beginning of the COVID pandemic to help keep us all a bit more connected um, and informed. And we continue on that mission now, more than two years later. Um, and I'm delighted to have on the call with me today the Sustainability Manager at SVZ, the International Fruit and Veg Ingredients Company, Inga von Düsseldorf. So thank you very much for sparing your time today, Inga. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Happy to be here. Thank you. No, thank you for for coming on and on this, when it's a case that it's someone that we haven't spoken to before, um, I always like to start with an introduction to the speaker and I've been sent your bio, um, but I'm sure that you do that much more justice than I could. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit about your background and what you're up to at SVZ. Yes, of course. Um, well, indeed, I'm working as a sustainability manager at SVZ uh, right now. Uh, SVZ uh, processes fruit and veggies um, into purees and concentrates. So we actually are an ingredient supplier for the B2B market um, with a, a few locations worldwide, one in Spain, in Poland, in Belgium, uh, and then one in, uh, in America. Um, have been working in the area of sustainability since 2008. Uh, started my uh, my career at uh, CSR the Netherlands, it's more or less a knowledge hub for uh, SMEs. Um, I had to really act on topics such as water and waste and energy reduction. Um, and um, yeah, um, right now I think I'm working for about eight years uh, in the food industry. I've been working at a wholesaler before. Um, as Ligo Food Group uh, it was, and now then uh, at SVZ, um, yeah. Great, and I've been having a look at the company's sustainability strategy, um, and one of the headline targets is 100% sustainable sourcing by 2030, and you've mentioned some of the big issues facing food already, so water, waste, energy, climate, soil. Um, but I wanted to dive into that a little bit because that's your mission that you're on um, and look at how the company defines sustainable sourcing and how we can get there for the kinds of the kinds of ingredients, um, fruits yeah. and vegetables that you work with. Yeah, well, as we said, as a member of the Sustainable uh, Juice Covenant, uh, and it's actually an, in, an international platform with leading food companies that, that drive sustainable sourcing. And in this case, we mean uh, with sustainable sourcing, we mean uh, specifically that a farmer um, should uh, reach a certain level in terms of sustainability schemes. So we're working very much with um, uh, SAI, uh, Sustainable Agriculture Initiative. It's a certain sustainability scheme that we're implementing at our um, with our uh, growers in uh, in uh, Poland, for instance, uh, fruit growers, veggie growers. Then uh, you could think of, um, for instance, uh, strawberry and raspberry, kale, carrot, uh, spinach. Um, and on top of that, um, it's also important uh, to uh, have our own uh, production sites covered with a sustainability scheme. And in this case, it's uh, we're very much into or looking into Smeta, uh, Smeta for pillar. So uh, it's it's really a yeah um, 
it's really both schemes that uh, that we should be working with. And on top of that, uh, there is a target. Uh, we should reach 100% uh, sustainable sourcing in 2030. Um, and that that's what we're looking into with this platform specifically. Um, to my opinion, sustainability schemes is um, a good first step. Um, but it's not, um, you know, the, the, the final step, I would say. Yeah, sustainability is really a journey. Um, so it's a good first step. It brings awareness uh, among the growers, uh, definitely in, in countries such as Poland, uh, in regards to sustainability. Um, on top of that, I think it's very important to keep interacting with each other, keep partnering together, uh, um, as we said, as a processor with together with its growers on relevant sustainability topics. Um, yeah, so it's it, it doesn't stop with sustainability schemes only, I would say. Got it. I started with sourcing because obviously that is the most important thing. I'd assume the most material thing is where the um, where the food comes from. And I've been sent some really information about some of that work that is going on on farms. Um, specifically, I've been sent some news about work on food waste avoidance on farms. This is something that's really been brought up um, for us here in the UK by organisations including WWF and, and RAP this year. Um, and we've been sent some information about yeah, how to essentially get surplus fruit and veggies that might not make it onto shelves whole um, and process them um, so that they don't go to waste. And it would be great to hear a little bit more about that, that work stream. Yeah. Um, well, uh, in terms of side streams, indeed, um, well, actually, um, as we said, it's processing industry, industry quality fruits and veggies. So uh, the growers that we work with, for instance, in Spain, um, their primary customer is the international retail market um, uh, with a high quality of products. Um, and we take the outsource in that case, so the industry quality, that already means that we're working with a side stream. So yeah, this is what we process already. Um, for, but on top of that, we're really looking into side streams uh, such as tomato, for instance, or mango um, or banana in uh, our plant in Belgium, um, um, because there are often um, surpluses available uh, there due to, for instance, uh, a lower demand of the international retail market. And then we're really looking into the opportunity of valorizing these side streams. Looking forward to hear more about that, and I'm sure we will. Um, I've also been sent over some information about, um, as you mentioned, the importance of engaging um, with growers and making sure they have the right skills and the right information. Um, so I understand that the company is running a project called um, Emerging Leaders, providing soft yeah. skills to growers. So I wanted to hear a little bit more about that and essentially why that's so important for environmental sustainability. Is it the case that growers aren't aware of this issue and, and don't mm -hmm. know what to do sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good question. Um, Emerging Leaders is an, uh, an NGO uh, that is specialized in leadership programs for the more vulnerable communities, I would say. Uh, we've been working together with a customer of us and uh, Emerging Leaders um, at one of our biggest, our largest strawberry growers in Spain, Frutas Ester. Um, and um, we have implemented this program um, among uh, about 30 supervisors that are directly in contact with um, with the fruit pickers um, during the 
during peak season, uh, strawberry peak season, uh, this specific grower has uh, over 800 uh, workers, fruit pickers that collect the fruits from, from the plants. Um, these uh, these people they come from all over the world, so either from Morocco, Honduras, Romania, Poland, uh, etc. So there are many cultural differences, many different beliefs and 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 principles. Um, we found it quite interesting to um, work with these supervisors specifically to better understand each other, to better understand each other's cultural differences. And actually, main focus was really to um, to become a leader in every aspect of your life. So it's not really a traditional uh, leadership program, I would say, but really pragmatic. So it's all about leading yourself, uh, leading your finances, leading your own projects. Um, and I think that is rather important if you link that to um, uh, environmental practices, because um, acting as a leader has much to do with taking responsibility um, and taking responsibility, not just for yourself, but also the environment around you and the people around you. But it also means taking responsibility for the environment at large. Right. So, um, yeah, it 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 really helps to make people aware of what they can do themselves and how they can be responsible for um, um, uh, things like waste streams, for instance, that appear at um, at the field of a grower, for instance. Yeah. So it's that feeling of ownership is what's coming out, Definitely. that self-leading. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the most important thing. And that's why we also focus on this specific group of uh, supervisors, um, because these are the people that could actually, um, let's say, um, share their knowledge with uh, the, the group of 800 workers that, that collect the fruit again. So it's really about um, spreading, uh, spreading their knowledge and spreading their findings and uh, work together on this. Yeah. Got it. Well, that sounds super exciting. Um, and yeah, you talk about you talk about growers and enterprise, and I feel like this is something that maybe has been in the news a little bit more um, this past year with all of the news that we've been having about food systems being disrupted um, by conflict and by climate um, related events as as well. Um, and we're in the throes of COP at the moment, and there is a day on the agenda on um food systems so i'd love to get your thoughts on that and get your view on whether you think that yeah the world as a whole is more focused on resilient food systems at, at the moment yeah yeah well i think it's the first time actually that that food and agriculture issues are uh, at the center of uh, of this of, of, a, of a cup um so that's that's really great uh, to see and and also very very important i would say because um yeah I would say food systems are critical to climate change. Um, uh, this is there is such an impact of food systems on climate change that one cannot go without the other, isn't it? Um, so I'm really happy to to see that and to uh, to hear that it's now um, yeah it's part of the program. And if you ask me, yeah, what would you like to take away from this, or what would you like there to happen? What, 
what I would like to see is um, what what has been discussing uh, right now is the compensation, obviously, right? Uh, the compensation uh, system um, uh, compensating uh, African countries, for instance, by Western countries. And I think I would like to see more clarity on that. What do we mean specifically by that? And not uh, what I what I perceive now is that we're talking about um, uh, budgets and amounts of money, but I would like to see what kind of system is behind it. How does that work uh, together? And uh, I hope to see and to, to get more clarity about that, to be honest. I think you're not alone um, there. So listening to world leaders speak at the opening, a lot of people said things about where's the money coming from, who can access it, where, how far do we um, um, stop climate debts? Um, so it looks like that is part of the implementation that needs to come out this year. So I'm sure you're not the only person asking questions yeah. about that. Yeah. So that is, that is that's really, uh, really important. Got it. Well, Inga, I think we're nearly out of time for our Sussy talk today. Um, and I'm sure we both have to get back to COP related things. Um, but thank you very much for taking the time to interview with me today. No, thank you. It was, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure, really.